Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Healing with Excellence show. I was not going to do this show so early on in the podcast, but today it's just been laid on my heart multiple times. It's come across my path a few times, and we need to talk about it now, I guess. So this is some conversation when it comes to young girls and women with horrible menstrual cycles, individuals that are having heavy bleeding, uh, chronic pain, maybe extensive uh, periods where it's lasting for multiple days in a row. And again, this podcast is going to be a blessing to some of you. Uh, it might piss off some people in the medical community, uh, you know, excuse my language, because there's going to be some answers that nobody has given you. And I want to apologize up front to some of you that will be listening to this later in life who have already had a hysterectomy or who may not have been able to have children. Um, I want to say with whatever I share with you, you might be grateful to hear it. It might upset you. It might hurt you. Uh, I want, uh, we have to like, for me, when I learned things much later on in my journey, I um, was angry because I felt like I lost like 10, 20 years suffering that I didn't need to be suffering. But then I was grateful that I learned these answers for other purposes. So I had to accept that things happened the way they did for me. And so if you're learning this information after the fact, this is still valuable information for preventing things like cancer or other chronic disease. Because for a woman, our menstrual cycle is like our check engine light. When it is not um, healthy and it's very painful and it's not on regular schedule, that is a sign that something is off inside our body. And the goal is not to cover that up, to just get rid of it. The goal is to find out the root cause, because if we don't find out the root cause, the chances of this developing into something more chronic down the road is going to be a bigger issue. So what I see happen the most is a young girl has heavy periods. Uh, she might be given a birth control pill to try to manage those periods or the cramps. Then all of a sudden later in life, she starts having a thyroid issue or maybe severe allergies. Uh you know, weight gain, maybe some chronic pain or depression, then she gets more medication for each of those things that might later lead into a hysterectomy. And there's really a root cause to all of this that isn't being addressed. So again, I'm very grateful to share this now. I hope it helps many of you now or someone that you love. And I pray that you don't get too upset for those of you that didn't learn this uh, soon enough. But I'm going to give you the most common areas to look. I am not a medical doctor. I am a holistic health practitioner. I've worked with thousands and thousands of people. I have a very, very high success rate of helping people heal and helping people with infertility. I personally was told I would not have children naturally. And I gratefully have two beautiful girls um, based on what I learned uh, I've studied under multiple scientists throughout my career and researched uh, cell biology, micronutrition, chronic stress in relationship to menstrual issues. And so I assure you that um, the tips I give you would be great areas for you to look. Okay. So I'm going to give you the most common causes to why these symptoms would be happening and where you want to look versus somebody just burning it out, medicating you or doing what else they would do. And again, um, I'm sorry to those of you that use this as a career, and you may also have never been given this information. I was originally going to go to school to be a radiologist or a dietitian because a radiologist, you, you want to know it all. 
And as a dietitian, I was very, I had body image distortion and I was very obsessed with being lean. And so I figured a dietitian would help with my self-worth. I chose a dietetic route and then found out much of what I was learning was wrong and was some of the reasons I was sick. And so I went a completely unconventional path after this. And once I learned a lot of this stuff, I was going to go back to school to be a medical doctor and then learn from some physicians that were my mentors that that wouldn't be a good idea because with their license, they are controlled and regulated by the board that some of the things that I might recommend could actually get me in trouble under that licensure. So I've had to take this unique backdoor approach or path. And then now I just work with other physicians that agree with this so that we can work as a team, or I guide the client or patient as an advocate to how they can speak up for themselves with their physician or order their own blood work to find out where their hormones are at and what to do. Because honestly, I've had individuals have a full hysterectomy and not one physician ever order their hormones. But if you get someone's hormone panel and you see what's off and you can teach them how to improve that, even if they don't know how to teach them, even if you just gave them a synthetic hormone replacement to help, that would actually do them some good versus just taking out their organs without actually knowing any of this data. So let's just go back to, so let's say we have a young girl just having heavy, miserable periods. The most common cause to this is something called estrogen dominance or a vitamin K2 deficiency. When someone's low in vitamin K, they could have heavy bleeding. That could cause issues with calcium, vitamin D, things of that effect. And when they're when they have excess estrogen, they could have heavy bleeding. If you look at Dr. Lee estrogen dominance, just Google that, you're going to see the symptoms of that. If you type in, you can do uh, Dr. Lee estrogen dominance symptoms, you get a whole list. Uh, I don't utilize his methods to help people learn about how to regulate their cells. I teach people how their cells work and what they can do to treat their body differently, but I, I, it's a little bit more efficient than what might be on that webpage. But the most common causes to estrogen dominance are going too long without eating, not eating enough animal protein, eating too many foods that mimic estrogen, like excess pesticide exposure on like a lot of wheat products are called exenoestrogens and they mimic estrogen in the body. And then uh, certain foods like beans and wheat, uh, different uh, nuts, they tend to be estrogenic naturally occurring like flax is natural estrogenic and soy products. So what's happening is a lot of people today in the 21st century are eating a lot more foods that are estrogenic. We have a lot more foods that have natural occurring, like not natural occurring, but soybean oil added to them. Some people are being told to eat soy soy milk lattes, that effect. And many people are being steered away from eating animal protein when animal protein has critical nutrients to help regulate all of our organ systems. So if someone is like having a granola bar or cereal for breakfast, maybe skipping lunch and then having pizza for dinner, they're definitely going to be really low in total protein for the day, especially animal protein. And they will have consumed most likely a lot of additives that could impact hormonal levels. And so these are the things that we're looking at. And if someone is also low in animal protein and fat, they're most likely going to be low in vitamin K2, which will lead to the heavy bleeding. So stress can also add to this. So when you meet with somebody or you yourself are going through this, you want to think, to yourself, okay, am I getting enough protein? You know, cause we've been being scared to eat animal protein. 
you know, what did my great grandparents eat? Did they eat more meat or did they eat more Kashigolin cereal? You know, what were they eating? You know, or were they living off monsters or lattes with soy milk, you know, or maybe just the general cup of coffee at home? So you want to assess what's my stress level and young people, especially because now they go to school all day long, they might be playing multiple sports. Sometimes they have to miss dinner. Again, it might just be a protein bar that they eat. And a lot of the foods today have a lot of additives in them that didn't exist before. So if somebody is having rough menstrual cycles, that is a sign they're not getting what they need, or they're doing too much of something that they don't need. So we might have to slow down on some of the activity or maybe work with how they cope with their mental stress, like how they react to change and what pressures they're putting on themselves. Very academically driven people might have extreme issues with their period because of the personal pressure. So we want to look at that. And then we want to look at their total diet. Are they eating mostly packaged foods that are man-made? Even if they're considered healthy and organic, are they mostly packaged man-made processed food that could sit on a shelf for years? Or are they eating like really home-cooked foods like meat, potatoes, fruits, vegetables that are have been least altered by man? Those are the things we want to look at. Some people might need to learn about natural progesterone supplements. I use, me personally, Progest-E that was created by Dr. Ray Pete. I don't prescribe to all of his teaching, but his progesterone is excellent to help offset when I'm dealing with estrogen dominance due to my lifestyle stressors. You know, is someone eating a lot of wheat products thinking it's healthy, like regular nature's own bread that's loaded with additives and pesticide content? That's going to impact their estrogen dominance. So when a woman or a young person's having heavy bleeding and then they're being given a pill to manage that or to completely uh, stop their period by taking the pill all the time, that masks the root cause. And then that issue continues to happen behind the scenes. If they don't know their diet and their stress is causing the problem and they're given a pill to give them a quick fix, they have a perception that it's better, or maybe they're grateful that they're not uh, cycling, not getting their menstrual cycle, their period. And now they feel good, but then a couple of years later, more issues happen. Their thyroid starts to slow down or they start to get extreme allergies like mast cell, that type of stuff. And if you've never heard of some of these things, that's okay. I'm just planting these seeds for some of you that have, or if you see this coming down the future, if something happens, I want you to know that these things exist. So sometimes the pill doesn't work or the person can't do well with the pill. And as the person gets older... Uh, someone might recommend a uterine ablation, like kind of where they burn out the uterus, so to speak. Now, again, what's bad about that is if you just, you know, falsely stop the period or where the person doesn't have to deal with the symptom, but the problem is still there, you just got rid of the check engine light that could help them know whether they're doing better with their lifestyle or not doing better with their lifestyle. Now, some people might not think that's important because we've not been taught that our daily choices impact how our body works. We've been taught this stuff just happens to us. It's like our fate, that it's you know the luck of the draw, which is not true, which is why some people that are upset with God for them getting something, it really, God has nothing to do with it. We're using our free will to make choices that are impacting our body function. But what's hard and what I went through is, Nobody told me this stuff. I wasn't intentionally making poor choices. I thought I was making good choices with my Kashi Golene cereal and my Nature's Own peanut butter bread and my granola bar and my six-inch turkey Subway, my lean cuisine. I thought I was doing awesome with that stuff. Or 
you know, excess avocados and nuts and kale chips, you know, we think that's good. So a lot of people are doing the best that they can with what they currently know. We just don't know that we haven't been given the right information. So what I love about when someone does have a heavy period or a hundred days of bleeding, when they learn what their cells need and the kind of treatment their body needs, once the, the period normalizes and they no longer have that heavy bleeding or it starts to come like clockwork every 28 days, then they know that their body's working well. The check engine light has been shut off. They've got everything they need. If they just burn that out, they lose that litmus test. And now this disorder starts to travel to other areas in the body. The same thing happens with the gallbladder. You could start getting a gallbladder pain. That's an early check engine light to let you know something's off in your lifestyle, your body. You can cut the gallbladder out, but then the problem that caused that gallbladder to go bad is still there and can now start to go somewhere else. So some of you have heard about estrogen-fed cancers. If you start with a heavy period, then you're given a pill, which may also have estrogen, or you're then have a uterine ablation, or maybe just a hysterectomy to get rid of the problem since no one's been able to help you. If you're still dealing with estrogen dominance, even after that, which yes, it can happen after hysterectomy because you're still being exposed to estrogen in the environment and estrogen is still emitted from other areas in your body, not just from your ovaries. So when someone just cuts out that problem and doesn't fix the root cause, now other things are starting to brew internally. So when someone gives you the false perception that they're helping you by giving you a pill or cutting it out or burning it out that could actually be leading to a much greater decline later in life, sometimes sooner rather than later, or other mental health stressors that you might not realize are related to estrogen dominances, dominance or vitamin K deficiency, like vitamin K2 deficiency can cause osteoporosis early onset or heavy, like easy bruising. So I want you to just think about that there could be other answers to the heavy bleeding, the horrible periods, your body was not designed to suffer like God, nature did not create you to have to suffer every single month until you hit menopause. God also did not create us to have a horrible transition into menopause. Some people over 80 will tell you they didn't even notice they were going into menopause. But now because our lifestyles are so different than they were 50, 60 years ago, our body is suffering based on the ecosystem and our lifestyle that we think is normal. It's just become common, but it's not normal to the human body. And all of these little signals our body has given us is just our body trying to communicate with us that something is off. Symptoms, even though they're uncomfortable, are actually your friend because that actually means you're still alive, you're breathing, your heart's beating, and you have time to make a change. They're like, your body is like a screaming little baby trying to tell you something's wrong through these symptoms. And it's up to us through trial and error to figure out what that body is missing. What does it need? Just like with the baby, we change the diaper, we get food, we get water. Does our body need more rest? Does it need more hydration? Does it need sunlight? Does it need more protein? Does it need less processed food by man? So think of, take a look at these things, research estrogen dominance, research vitamin K2 deficiencies and their symptoms. Those are the quickest ways to start uh, normalizing your period. And as I talked about in the episode two, I believe it was, no, episode three, when we talk about diet confusion, learn about your basal metabolic rate and your caloric needs each day. If you don't have enough energy coming in to regulate your 11 organ systems effectively, 
they have to malfunction on some level because there's not enough energy to operate each of them. And typically it's either the digestive tract or the reproductive tract that tend to uh, go off kilter initially with the stressors, whether it's malnutrition. And again, you might look not, you might not look malnourished, but your body could be missing specific nutrients that it needs. Some of you have heard me talk about a spectrocell micronutrient test that I offer uh, that I ordered for myself even 13, 14 years ago to save my life. I love that company because they don't sell anything other than a test. So when you get your micronutrient test, they're not trying to sell you a bunch of supplements. They're just trying to show you what you're missing so that you can take a targeted approach to make sure your cells are getting the nutrients they need to do what they're supposed to do each day. And remember, your body is just made up of trillions of cells compressed together, making these organs. And so all of these cells need what they need to make your organs function correctly. So I just wanted to get this quick podcast out there based on some um, recent stories that I've dealt with and people that, you know, I had someone in their uh, 20s today and then someone in their 50s today with some of the same similar story. And you see someone on the front end and you see someone on the back end and you see what happens if someone doesn't get the right information up front and if it just starts with here's the pill. So I hope this helps you. Please feel free to post any questions you have. Look where you can. Talk to your doctor about this. If your doctor doesn't want to order hormone uh, panels for you, or you don't know how to regulate them naturally, feel free to reach out to me. If I can't help you, I can refer you out to someone who can, or I can do a private session with you. The main goal is to, again, reduce suffering and to help make sure that you get to live the best quality of life that you can. Thank you so much for joining me. And I hope to uh, have you listening at episode seven. Have a great day.